Your journey in life is the title of the message. Your journey in life in Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Basically, I'm in a vision. Whenever I think about this sermon, I'm in a vision. Life is a journey to heaven. Life is a journey to heaven. And one day, wow, we will enter those gates. Praise God. Life is not just a physical journey. People, children, work. Did you know it's a spiritual journey? Come on. Can I share a personal experience? I don't know why I had this experience, but I was um, suddenly in the Holy Ghost train. I was in a train, and it was uh, traveling faster than you could imagine. Like, I was in a train, but it was traveling like faster than the speed of light. And the, and the train was just shaking, and I was traveling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are traveling. We're on a journey in the Spirit of God. Come on. You, 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 you know, some of you, you don't get it. We have been destined to walk with Jesus. We have been destined to eternal life. We have been predestined on a journey in Christ. The goal is Jesus. The goal is his glory. We press on, press on, press on in him, unto him, for his glory. Heaven bound. Heaven is our home. Everyone say, heaven is my home. It's where I'm going. It's why I live the way I do. Because heaven is, is my home and I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm under its command. I'm a child of God Almighty. I'm a stranger here. Hallelujah. You know, through the blood of Jesus... There are brothers and sisters in Christ. But if you're not under that shed blood, you're a stranger to me because I'm an alien here and I belong there. Hallelujah. Some of you don't get that. You can't understand me unless you're blood-bought because I'm a spiritual person. I've been born again. I'm a new creation. I walk in a different dimension. Hallelujah. In him I live and move and have my being. Turn to your neighbor and say, In him I live and move and have my being. Praise God. You know, you're not just a f what you see. When Jesus looks at you, he's looking at your soul. 
Some of us looked a lot different when we were younger. I had more hair. Yeah, you agree? <laughs> so are you in denial? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Physically, we change. But God's looking at the heart, your spirit. He beautifies the humble. He doesn't give you a makeover and send you cosmetics. He beautifies the heart. And it's that heart that walks with him, talks with him, surrenders to him. And that's, that heart is bent on heaven. I'm inclined to the Lord. Amen. I have a motivation that if you don't know Jesus, you can't understand. It's called the love of God. Praise the Lord. The love of God compels me. Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. Praise God. In this life, some of you who are watching or here, you do much but achieve little. You do much but achieve little. In 2011, 2004, I said to the Lord, I was in full-time ministry, I said to the Lord, Lord, nothing is happening. No one's getting saved, healed, delivered, nothing is happening. And I'm working hard, achieving nothing. I said, Lord, is there a better way of doing this? There's got to be a better way. Anyone like, you know, like, Lord, I'm working hard, but nothing's going on. I said, Lord, is there a better way of doing this? And I'll never forget what he said. And it birthed Jem. If you will preach me, I will come and do the work. And I suddenly had a revelation that it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about him. I always used to think that it depended on my anointing, my gifting, whether I felt goosebumps, you know, and so on. And I had this revelation. It's got nothing to do with me. It's Jesus. And I felt so relieved. I thought, I'm just going to start preaching Jesus. Started preaching Jesus and he showed up and he hasn't stopped. Amen? Some of you need to get over yourselves. You need to get over yourselves. You're working so hard, achieving so little because it's all about you. You need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Are you tired of producing little? Give it to him. See what he can do. Look, when I had, one day the Lord said to me, you're feeling better now, Mark. I'd just been through cancer, nearly died, had a nervous breakdown from a divorce. And one day the Lord says to me, Are you feel, you're feeling better, Mark. I said, yes, Lord, I'm feeling better. Is it okay if I expand the ministry? And I'd been like a, I'd been like 
I'd come out of a wreck, you know. I said, Lord, anything you want to do is fine. <laughs> I just hand it over. So I went on just normal. And then he put his finger. God intervened in my life. Put his finger on a little YouTube clip. Goes for about one or two minutes of a little girl who saw Jesus in heaven. That clip has more or less six to 700,000 views now. And I was someone who was unknown, a wreck. Is it okay if I expand the ministry, Mark? And he just... It was him. It was him. Just hand it over to him. You struggle, you try, you try. Why not trust him? Hand it over to him. Turn to your neighbor and say, trust him. Hand it over to him. Your life, if you're producing little, why not hand it over to him? Walk with him, talk with him. Amen? Are you working hard in the flesh or in the spirit? Are you moving by faith or are you relying on yourself? Many people, you know, I know in Australia we, we have this thing, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Do they say that here in Britain? Yeah. It's like, you do it. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you know. Just take your shoes off. Take your boots off. And walk with him. Trust him. Every day. You're on a journey. It's a journey in him. He can make it happen. All things are possible for him. Praise the Lord. Our journey to heaven is in the light of righteousness. Don't make a mess of your life by messing up your spiritual journey. Your life in Christ is what determines your journey in the natural. You mess up in the spiritual realm, you mess up in the physical. Come on. Your journey in life is not just physical. In him, we live and move and have our being. We move in the light of Christ, of righteousness, his righteous light. When you go into darkness, you can totally mess up your life. The person, like the testimonies we're having tonight, people who should have been journeying in the light of Christ, of his righteousness, were in bitterness and destroying their lives, their marriages in the physical realm, because in the spiritual realm there was no blessing. Because when you hold unforgiveness, you deny the power of the blood of Jesus. If you do not forgive your brother, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. The spiritual life. People want their physical life blessed and successful without attending to the spiritual one, which is far more important. Where did this world come from? 
It came from the invisible realm. Invisible realm. When you get it right in the invisible realm, the physical realm will come under the mighty power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 1 John 1.5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, everyone say, walk in the light. Turn to your neighbor and say, walk in the light. Say, I'm talking to you. Walk in the light. I'm prophesying to you. Walk in the light. As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. See what happens? If you walk in the light as he is in the light, the physical realm changes. You have fellowship. You have fellowship. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Praise God. In the spiritual realm, as you're walking, listen to him. You know, he's a shepherd. He talks to his sheep. You know, my sheep hear my voice, it says in John chapter 10. He wants to talk to you. Wants to talk to you. Now, I know that this is not a message about prophecy and hearing God, but I know that many people, they think God's speaking to them, and he's not. The first thing that I assume when someone tells me they, that God spoke to them, I assume that they got it wrong, and then we work from there. Okay? Look, this is the voice of God. This is the voice of God. It speaks of forgiving one another, of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth. This is the word of God. The Holy Spirit will speak to you through the word. Here you'll find the mighty promises of God, that he heals, that he delivers. As you walk with him, walk in the word. Let the word abide in your heart. I've said this many times. When the word abides in your heart, it has power to change. It will be a light to your path. It's righteousness. You may not have the gift of prophecy to hear from God in that way, in the gift of prophecy. But if you will meditate on the word of God... It will direct your steps into righteousness. It will direct your life. Many people, they think that it has to be some sort of gift and they get very confused. Meditate on the word. It will shine on your light, on your path. I'm telling you, you meditate on the word and someone will come, they'll start lying to you and the word will shine you like this is deception. Some. The word has power in itself to speak to you. If my words abide in you and you abide in me, ask whatever you will. What, what a tremendous thing. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Praise God. When the word abides in your heart and you 
submit to the word and you allow the word to dominate your life, then the word will take over. Hallelujah. What happens when the word takes over? You walk with Jesus. He is the word. You think, well, what should I be doing in my life? Meditate on the word, believe the word, submit to the word, obey the word, and you'll walk with Jesus all the way to heaven. Amen? Praise God. Man, people get so confused, you know. There is a gift of prophecy, but many people, they're working in the flesh, you know. They think that God's speaking to them when it's their fleshly desires, what they'd really like, you know. They really want to get married, and this is a common one. Oh, God spoke to me, and I'm going to marry so-and-so. And they get obsessed with the person. It's all fleshly. Praise God. If you meditate on the word, believe the word, the word will guide you. Even if you haven't got a clue where you're going. It'll guide you. Do you know... The servant of the Lord in Isaiah is described as mute, deaf, and blind. When Jesus was with the woman who was caught in the act of adultery and they were accusing her, it says that he knelt down, he was drawing in the sand as if he didn't hear them. That's the servant of the Lord. As if he didn't hear You with me? Let's be deaf to the world. Let's obey the word of God. Praise God. So press on. Some of you press on towards heaven. Some of you have got terrible things that happened in your past. And, you know, you, you want inner healing. There's all this stuff that went on. God does heal. But there's healing in pressing on. Hello? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be yours as well. Don't wait to be whole to follow Jesus, to seek his kingdom first. Put him first and he'll look after your garbage, your demons, your emotional problems. Press in to him. Brethren, I do not count myself as having arrived, apprehended, but one thing, everyone say one thing. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Some of you, you've been traumatized, abused, divorced, rejected, all this stuff. You lost a pile of money. You, you lost your job. All these things, forgetting that which lies behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. See, Satan wants to use your past to mess your spiritual journey up. He wants you to be bitter about the divorce, bitter about the person who stole money, bitter about this, always looking behind, but looking unto him. Amen? Send your name and say, just forget about it. Press on in Jesus. That when you obey the word of God, God will look after you. He'll look after your past and everything else. I'm talking from my own experience. 
I found that by looking unto Jesus and pressing into him in the midst of all the problems, that I found a way of escape. No temptation, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, I think it is. No temptation, no trial has overtaken you. That is not common to man. But God is faithful and will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape. Focus on Jesus Christ. You'll find a way out. Hallelujah. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Say to your neighbor, just get on with it. Have this mind. Satan wants to chain you to your past. Have this mind, I'm pressing on. Heaven is my goal. Satan, you're a loser. You may have stole my marriage. You may have stole my money. You may have done this, that, and the other, but I'm pressing on. You're a loser. I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. And you know the promise that he's with us, you all know Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am with you. The promise that he is with us is more than an emotional feeling of being good. He is with us in power. He is with us to fulfill the promises of his word. Amen. Isaiah 41.9. If you meditate on these scriptures, it will produce power in your life. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth... Who's from outside of England? You, whom I've taken from the ends of the earth and called from the farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Praise God, he sent us a helper, the Holy Spirit. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. Why are you worried about these people? If God is for us, They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. I remember I was uh, working in a mission, and um, the director, you know, opposed me. And he said, you cannot write any testimonies in, in your newsletter. So hand it over to God. Those who war against you shall be as nothing. He was... Shortly later, later, a little bit later, he was fired by the mission and within two years he was dead. Who is for you? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Amen. We bless and love those who persecute us. 
Vengeance belongs to God. He'll deal with them. Amen? What happened to Herod, who persecuted the church? The church responded in love and forgiveness, and he died being eaten up by worms. Vengeance belongs to me, says the Lord. Amen? God will sort them out. Those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Man, the help of God is with us. Amen? Amen? Praise God. You know, when you walk in the spiritual realm, there's joy. Joy. The devil wants to steal your joy. Because there is joy in power. There is joy in strength. Amen? And God's grace, his power, is perfected in our weakness. Hallelujah. So you're doing weak in the physical realm, but you're rejoicing and strong in the spiritual realm. You're traveling well in the spiritual realm. You're just suffering in the physical realm. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise God. In this world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Rejoice. We're here. Above principalities and powers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the journey, Jesus said to his disciples, when he sent them out on a journey, he said, take nothing for the journey. Hallelujah. Take no bread, take no money. Believe, have faith in the journey. Look beyond your circumstances and believe the promises of God. Look beyond that cancer, look beyond that autism, look beyond your bank, bank account, look beyond the mortgage, look beyond the lack. Praise God. Look beyond it all. Thank you, Lord. Have faith. He sent them with nothing, and they lacked nothing. Amen? Some of you are like, well, what am I going to do? What am I gonna, I've only got this and this and this. Trust him. Amen? Praise God. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Is that how you live your life? He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. You know, if you're in the will of God, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. When, when God's called you, when his hand's upon your life and he wants you to do something, you don't need anyone. He is able. Are you with me? He is able. In, the, in this journey of life, look unto him. Travel in the spiritual realm which takes faith. In the physical realm, there's ups and downs. There's problems. Keep steady. Be faithful in him. I want to finish with this. In life, you need spiritual 
drink, and food. The disciples said to Jesus, who was weary, they said, have you eaten? He said, I have food that you do not know about. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. You can't just eat physical food. In life, you have to eat his will for your life. It will sustain you. It will nourish you to know his will, to do his work, to go for it. Amen? And Jesus asked the woman at the well for a drink. And Jesus said to her, If you knew who was here, who was speaking to you, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. In life, you need spiritual drink. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the helper. You need to drink from him, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. In this spiritual walk, you need spiritual food. You need to eat your Bible. I found your word. I ate your word, and it was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Praise the Lord. In this spiritual journey, you need the word. You need his will, and you need the Holy Spirit. Amen.